2: time in a long time, but it seems like just yesterday, when we were side by side, beast mode, no one's blocking our way, ha, these other guys tried it, but them man ain't got the skills, of Brazen and Davey, brazen and raging, bringing you the thrills and spills, right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT, us man are too sweet, Brady D B P the BV Elite, right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT, us man are too sweet, Brady D B P the BV Elite,
3: Hello,
2: hello, hello, hello,
3: Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman
2: for bde Elite live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast, yes, hello Twitch room, How hello Twitch doing? room, yes, and uh, wherever you found us on whatever
3: podcast app you're listening to us on, so hey, thanks, you could be anywhere in the world. And you chose to be with us. How are you doing? We are your dynamates on a Wednesday night. We just watched mm-hmm. the, the end of an era, but beginning of a new one of AEW all in, in, in one day. But wow. I mean, now we, we, we know we talked a lot about NXT, of course, on Up Next last night, but we also talked a lot about the, the Cody Rhodes stuff. That's definitely in this, uh, this ballpark here with aew but what have uh what have the the dirt sheets been saying one day removed
2: uh well yeah it's it's not a work uh however much people might have thought it was it's definitely not a work uh cody's gone uh brandy's gone um yeah some quite interesting reports out there there was the stuff that uh wade keller reported about um kind of cody's bus (laughs) um a lot of people having an issue with cody's bus and kind of i don't know it's sort of we've talked about this this cody character for quite a while and we've been saying like is it is it just him kind of being uh sort of super meta is he kind of um because we talk about the pyro and and his bus and his mansion and all that kind of stuff. And it it seems like it's maybe a a bit of a reflection on the actual person itself. No, not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with having a bus, but, you know, <laughs> kind of, but kind of, yeah, sort of being, a, how should I put it? Like acting like this absolute megastar and maybe kind of focusing very much on uh, himself rather than looking at everything else and it sounds like maybe it possibly got a few backs up there and with all these new signings and stuff uh can you uh, re- do you really need to keep around a Cody Rhodes at this stage and and a brandy uh to go with it because it is a kind of
3: package deal oh no not brandy take my life but don't take away brandy from AEW yeah it's it's crazy um because this guy was like a pivotal. He was a part of this. He was, he was the guy, mm-hmm. one of the guys behind this place. And now that it seems like he's left and it's almost like he's taking his ball. He got tired of being booed. He got tired of being looked, looked past. He got tired of, I don't know, maybe not getting his contracts matched with other people. So I guess he figured he, you know, he, he, He's in the good books of some people in WWE. Hey, maybe he takes Triple H's spot for NXT. You know, maybe he has a specific spot ready for him there in WWE. And it's second to Roman Reigns.
2: Uh, or I third. mean, we'll see, but there was a, there was a, a quote that kind of said from apparently Tony Khan, describing a lot of his segments as a car wreck, um, but <laughs> they drew ratings. So he was kind of cool with it. And yeah like a lot of these figures uh a lot of the discussion we've been having over the last uh couple of years about Cody and his presentation about how he's really a heel who's trying to play a baby face it's um it's interesting reading I I'm like I can't I don't have it all in my head but I do recommend people going out and reading uh, a lot of these reports and I'm sure most of you have because they're they're quite interesting, and I, I do think we've seen a lot of it unfold, and we've heard a bit about um, kind of possible um, tension friction between like the EVPs in AEW, and I don't know. I think I think WWE. I'll be really interested to see how they they treat him. I I can't really see him getting creative control over there. I don't think many people do. I don't see why Vince would feel he should give a Cody Rhodes creative control uh, over there. Um, but doesn't uh, Vince I am like interested to see what he does? Yeah, sorry, but doesn't
3: Vince like like when you uh, almost leave him and show your worth and then come back? He has a track record of that. Like anytime someone's like almost like denied him and kind of gone against him and then kind of made themselves their stock even bigger, mm. Vince has always been like, all right, like he knows, like when, when, when I saw Bret Hart back years, years later, I was like, this guy will do anything. This guy
2: will let anyone come back. There's, there's, there's like Cody has been, done... was a big star in WWF before he left. You right. Know? Yeah. Cody was running around in gold face paint. Sure. But you know what? Cody, Cody was still a star, but yeah, no,
3: nowhere near like the top guy. I I, I do a star
2: dust. Yeah. I,
3: I would like to see him, uh, wrestle with some per- certain people. I do find just very, very weird. I, I, if you've listened to the show, I'm a huge Cody fan. I still never quite understood what he was doing, but part of me thought he was doing this long-term thing. He keeps saying that something that's never been done before. Well, it's like now you're going back to WWE. You're, you're, you're giving the, the AEW reason, the fans in AEW a reason to boo you for sure. So when you come back in, I don't know, two, three years. I'm sure this character will be
2: continuing. I'm sure he'll still be wrestling. Uh, I I don't I don't think it's a character. I don't, it's, know, it's himself. Like, uh, yeah, we've we, we've been questioning all this time. Is he is he like doing this long massive work exactly, or is he a bit delusional? And I think maybe he's just a little delusional. Uh, hey, and yeah. I don't I don't mean that disrespectfully. I think the guy has obviously AEW probably wouldn't be around without Cody kind of taking that risk six years ago, leaving WWE and and forming with the Bucks and the Elite and doing all in and all that. Look, I, I'm not knocking the guy, but I think when this, this kind of baffling storytelling we've been seeing the last few years, I do think it's more so him seeing himself as this huge baby face in real life rather than him doing some yeah. elaborate work where he's been uh portraying himself in this way but he is really a heel which a lot of us have been questioning back and forth all this time but it's crazy this this was a huge news we talked about it a bunch yesterday and I am I am fascinated to see how they present him I I think regardless he's going to be a bigger star in WWE than when he left WWE but are we talking about um a world champion or is he going to be a shiny new toy for a couple of weeks and then very quickly kind of fall back into his role he had years ago i don't know i think i think wwe need stars right now i think they need people who talk whenever i do sit down and watch a raw or something it's it's really quite embarrassing watching a lot of these these people trying to trying to kind of recite these lines that they've been given and in these lines that just don't sound like human beings talking. And then you'll get someone like an edge on the mic and you go, Oh yeah, there we go. Remember, remember when it used to be like this or, or you're kind of even, even Miz talking that kind of thing. I think Cody's definitely, we always say like he could read us a telephone book and he'd sell us on it. You know, he's, he's a fantastic promo and, uh, and he's a good wrestler and is a, at this point a bona fide star. But um, yeah, is Vince going to let him be presented that way or not? I don't know. It's, yeah, I'm, I- I'm totally curious. And I, I'll certainly be watching uh, Elimination Chamber this weekend and will probably tune into Raw uh, live this week, which I can't say is anything I've done for a long time, especially with it being uh, like UK time over here. But I do want to see what happens. I'm very curious. Yeah, like, look, I I cannot
3: stand a Raw, a SmackDown. It's been a very, very long time. But bringing in some characters like this, maybe a a storyline, a certain angle that works really well. I'm sure Cody's been thinking of stuff and maybe so have they. I don't know. There's been talks, people, they're recording vignettes already or something. I don't know. But like... uh. As long as it, it makes sense, don't just bring him in to be another guy. Because right now, as much as AEW is bloated, WWE pushes Roman, Brock, Lashley. Like the, right now, I don't know where Cody would fill in, in that spot. So fe- feud him with, uh, what, your Zigglers or some of his old friends that I have been. I can see feuds.
2: Cody Seth. I can see yeah. that being something they go with. Um, WWE I guy versus the, AEW guy. I feel, um, at one point the triple H match would have been interesting, but with him having quite a serious, like heart condition earlier in the year and surgery, I can't see, I'd be surprised to see triple H wrestle again. And, um, but obviously that is a match that would be interesting and would be great. uh, A great thing to go to. But I, at this point I can't really see that happening. So I think Seth, Seth is really kind of your, your company guy, isn't he? I, that would be something I could see them going
3: with. That doesn't like, yeah, it just doesn't sound like it sounds okay, but it doesn't sound super exciting. Uh, I think even me as my, my Cody fandom of loving this like weird character question mark. Um, I, I'm a little like, oh man, like you helped create this thing. Like all your boys are there. Your brother's there. There's this nightmare collective. Sorry. No, not the nightmare collective The nightmare family. That whole thing like and you're really going to really going to do this or is this like just a, hey, I like to stir the pot. I want to keep this business thriving and this business thrives when uh, people make moves and clearly I'm not, you know, wanted here right now or something or maybe, you know,
2: it's just it is interesting because, again, hey, people are always talking about him. We we saw that list he did, and Cody we know is a, a massive fan of this business. As as much as he is a part of it, he's a fan of it. And Vince is still say what you will will about him. Vince is still kind of the mega power in wrestling, and has been forever. And I I can see that that part of Cody being like part of that bucket list is being the guy. In WWE, having holding a world title in WWE, doing doing something that his dad never did, and that's being the champ there, that his brother never did. I, I can see that being like part of a new list. He ticked off everything in that old list. He he faced all those people in the indies. He he sold out a ten thousand seat venue. He created a company, and whereas we've seen in the past people like I don't know, let's take a Drew McIntyre for example leaving building himself up making a name for himself and then coming back and being champion cody's cody and cody is is extra so would go and create a new company and buy a theme song and get the suits and the cars and the reality TV shows and everything to come back and be like hey i'm a fucking star i want to be the guy here um yeah yeah it's it's fascinating
3: again i think i think it is kind of an interesting move just because it's like hey i uh, i know i can have this this like fight or argument or break up with tony khan and AEW, but then i'll go they seem you know what we're hearing is wwe's open arms vince is like hell yeah come come wrestle for me Uh, you're a big star and then like it's just it just adds
2: to the the codiness of Cody. It's mm, just the whole, exactly yeah exactly. it is Cody. It's so Cody. It is Cody. It would so be it would be more him. baffling for me to for like to see the young bucks do this, you know. But but Cody, it's huge news. But it's like yeah, it's Cody's gonna Cody. Cody's gonna Cody, bro. That's that's it. And I
3: like I'm still I'm still intrigued. Like I can't lie. I would. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tune into Raw just because I know he's not just gonna randomly pop up. But hey, if he does, then cool. I'll have to to go then check it out. But I I am in I'm I'm interested in seeing. You know, maybe it's Cody versus Austin at WrestleMania. We don't know. Could could be something big like that. So. No, no, I don't think so either. No, but I'm yeah, very uh, but definitely he, he could be uh wrestling at WrestleMania in a pr- probably a big spot there. So. Yeah, I am interested in that. And that's crazy. It, sh- it shakes the the boat here. It rocks the boat because AEW was kind of built with him as one of their, not to say pillars, but one of the guys that helped push this and mm. push for, you know, all wrestling unions and all that stuff. Cody, like he was, he was the one. He went to Ring of Honor. He went to New Japan. They helped start this and now he's dipped out. It's just interesting. I'd be interested to hear some of the sides of the story. Uh, I know it's literally day two as we're recording this of this story, but it's, like, down the line. Like, will TK speak of it? Will Cody speak of it? Will Nightmare Family people speak on it? Are they, like, affected by this? Like, what what happens uh,
2: here? What's going to happen
3: with Shoddy Lee, you know? Uh, exactly, man. Like, what is going to happen with Shoddy Lee? Is he going to defect, too? Cody comes into WWE with...
2: His whole like nightmare family behind him, like I'm taking over. QT C- just takes over. He's like, "Look, I told you all of this. I told you this was gonna happen." Yeah, he Nick Comarado, listened to me. Aaron Solo, listened to me. You should have listened to me, yeah. Shoddy Lee. Yeah, that was that was the storyline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and now it's that. Yeah, uh, but just
3: crazy crazy times. Cody Rhodes, mm. the roads to WrestleMania is definitely on its way, and I, we will be seeing him there. But yeah. Uh, crazy, crazy, but there is still a a pay-per-view to, to go towards. What other, what other news has happened, uh, since I'm trying to like, everything else seems like it doesn't really
2: matter. No, that, that's really been the only thing I've kind of noticed today since we, we talked about a lot yesterday, but, um, no, it's still just little details and nuggets of information coming out about that really.
3: Yeah. So so good stuff. Uh, we'll we'll jump into dynamite, but this is when uh, we'll tell you to follow us on Twitter at Up Next Podcast and check out our Patreon because it is February and we have a ton of awesome shows. Yes, we've done a review of Rush Hour. We've done Super Brawl Two. We did Best Match Ever HBK, and this week we're doing the twentieth anniversary of WWF No Way Out two thousand two. Featuring the NWO showing up in the WWE for the first time, so that's quite interesting, and a loaded, loaded, uh, just card of just huge names from 2002. That roster was crazy, um, and total different. But maybe you'll be interested to hear our thoughts on the book of Boba Fett that we recorded today.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, going through uh, all seven episodes of. Book of Boba Fett and and our our thoughts on the whole thing. Um, we're diving back into the world of Star Wars. It feels like quite a while since we've been talking about that. So yeah, uh, that'll be coming out this weekend, I believe, on Sunday. So go and check that out. It'll be available for all North American and World Champion patrons.
3: Yes, uh, talking all about the the way the Mandalorian, all that fun stuff. I don't even want to spoil it for people who haven't watched, but go check it out because I have some keen choice words. For this series. But yeah, more Star Wars stuff. And so many podcasts. Go check it out. North American Tier gets you access to all these shows. And it's only five bucks per month. Try us out. You won't be disappointed. We podcast quite a lot. Quite, quite a lot. Um, and for um, some reason, they always connect every time we do these shows. But I couldn't quite connect it, the, the Boba Fett. very, one.
2: very spooky. Uh, connection from Boba Fett. huh? There's going to be an actor in there for sure. Yeah.
3: Um, but Super Brawl was like, Super Brawl was in Milwaukee. No way out was in Milwaukee. Uh, and DD. You had wrestlers was,
2: in both shows. Yeah. Both yeah. shows
3: and stuff. Yes. Our, our reviews somehow always, uh, make it in. Was it Sino that told us that we totally in our rush hour review went, went over, it went over our heads that Gene LaBelle, who was the cab driver, who I mentioned like, Hey, isn't he like a, like famous, like, fighter and it turns out yeah it's like yeah gene labelle Le, the labelle lock
1: oh so okay totally
3: missed that in rush hour but yeah uh, yeah go check that out as well uh should we talk
2: about yeah then? i I wouldn't know who gene yeah i mean i don't if he, like walked into my living room right now as i was recording this well, I, I don't I'd know if like, he would Can you get out of my house please he
3: is he is he has passed away but it's
2: yeah you know. <laughs> well yeah <laughs> no idea yeah
3: well, let's talk the about moves. It. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I I wonder if that was even his actual move. Yeah, like the, the it's a it's a crossface. Yeah, is what it is. Yeah, with, with the with the arm hook,
2: right? Yeah, a little different.
3: Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I was watching something else uh, yesterday because I know it, Wednesdays is when my Pam and Ta- uh, Tommy drop, but uh my lady friend was
2: trying to make me watch love is blind which it seems a lot of people are you sound like you're 70 when you say my lady friend that's like what (laughs) what old people say when their husband's their wife has passed away and they start seeing a new person at the old people's home like oh i'm just going to see my lady friend (laughs) when you get
3: one you can call them what you
2: want good sir (laughs) hey don't be mean why are you being mean just saying I've not heard twenty like twenty nine year old thirty year olds saying lady friend before. Uh I think you I I mean it's quite common.
3: I don't know. You're in the UK, don't they say lady more often than Yeah, old people. Oh. I'm old, I'm sophisticated. Old
2: divorced people.
3: Oh, that's not a good sign then. Uh well this this show she was trying to make me watch, and then I watch like a Japanese version of it, and then when I search about it on Twitter, it's like huge and it's it's very interesting. I'm probably going to watch more of it, and definitely we'll be wanting to talk about uh, it. It sounds like something Way would be interested in as well. He loves those reality shows and stuff. But so what's it called? Love is blind.
2: Love is blind. Oh, Netflix.
3: Okay. Yeah. Have you heard? Yeah. Of it? Yeah. We've
2: we've got it on over here, I believe. Yeah.
3: Yeah. There's like a few different ones, where it's like they lock you. You, you talk to people, but you can't see them. And then at the end, after if you like them. You got to get married and okay. that's that's when you get to see them and then some people are like, "Oh, that's what you look like." Never mind. Or some people are like, "Oh, wow. You're kind of hot." Or
2: like whatever, but
3: uh, It's like it's, it's kind of like banter show. in Ted a- Ted Lasso, you know, the
2: the app. Ba- banter. I just Ted yeah, Lasso
0: yeah, 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 that's
3: true. Yeah, yeah. Banter, but like yeah with real talking yeah 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 banter was like it's like tinder but that sounds like a terrible like it sounds like it's such a good idea it really. just sounds
2: like you're, you're setting up for yeah. disappointment you're all the setting time.
3: it up for just like you're being gonna be catfished you're gonna be all sorts of things so no I, I
2: get disappointed when I've seen their pictures to start with you know like <laughs> and then what that you that you say what I mean it's all about angles and lighting right <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah exactly um, well there wasn't any Tinder references on uh this show, but that's that's for Tuesdays. That's for NXT. That doesn't mm-hmm. quite happen over here, but it some di- sometimes does. Let's talk about Dynamite from Wednesday, February 16th, 2022, and we kick off with CM Punk who's already in the ring cross-legged and he's about to drop a pipe bomb. He says, I'm straight edge, I'm drug-free, alcohol-free, and that makes me better than you. Better than you. Does that sound familiar? And that's when he says, that's because, MJF, you sound like me, you walk like me, you talk like me. You want to be me, MJF. But I'm not mad at you, Max. I'm proud of you. He said you want to be Piper in Portland or... Brett in Calgary or Punk in Chicago? No, you're just shitty Max from shitty Long Island. So thank you, Max, because well, uh, I I beat your obstacles. I had a friend, and thank you, Mox, for having my back. Because now I get to pick, and then he, he, so he won the match. Therefore, he gets to uh, pick, pick the stipulation and a stipulation. He says, "You put you put people in cages before. I would love to do that, but." You say you're Piper in Portland. Well, I know Valentine's Day is over, but you – I'll be uh, Piper in Portland. I'll be your Valentine. Max, be my Valentine, and why don't you come out here because I'll tell you what it's going to be. So Max comes out, and this is when Punk pulls out the photo that we've all seen of MJF as a kid at like a meet and greet with Punk. And he says to me, Mm. yeah, you've seen this photo. And then he says, Max, this was probably the best day of your life. But for me, it was just Friday. And March 6th, well, that's just a Sunday. And I'm going to beat you. And, well, I'm going to beat you <laughs> so bad that the mat won't be stained with your shitty spray tan. It will be sprayed with your blood. And it's going to be in a dog-collar match, just like he said about uh, Roddy Piper. Uh, and then, yeah, uh MJF is so taken aback and so shook that he he just drops the mic and walks off.
2: He leaves, doesn't say anything. Yeah, He's so upset. Um, no, I I thought uh, CM Punk was great here. Always, always a great promo. I love the line, uh, "I'll be Piper, will you be my Valentine?" Obviously mm-hmm. referencing Roddy Piper and Greg Valentine in that famous. Um, Dog collar match, which is very overrated. We talked about it a couple of years ago. Not not a very good match, to be honest, but uh seems to be pretty famous. Did we do a best um, match ever dog collar match? No, I, I'm trying to remember so we, it was in a best match ever we did, but yeah. I can't remember what was it uh was it Starcade? Best of Starcade or something like that, maybe. Was it from a Starcade that match? Yeah, maybe. We did Possibly. a throwback thing, yeah. Um But yeah, I I think this match sounds great. I like how he was kind of, he was being a smart baby face here. He's like, yeah, normally when we have these kind of uh, things going on where someone keeps trying to run away or there's interference, we have it in a steel cage. And I could ask for a cage match, but, you know, Wardlow could just climb in. You could just climb out. It's like, yeah, because I'm so bored of we've been watching wrestling how many years and they go, oh, and we'll put it in a cage so no one can get in and someone always gets in. So I think this makes a lot of sense. The story has been the whole time MJF running away from Punk and uh, Brody Lee and Cody Rhodes set the bar high with a dog collar match in AEW. So this, I'm really interested in. I think their their first match was fantastic and to add a stipulation like this um I think this could be really good and kind of promises violence here as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, I I was thinking about it while he's saying this I'm like, "Oh, so he gets to pick the stip I'm like, "Well, what would he want? Would he want a cage match that is too like easy? Even saying like a no DQ match is like, "Uh, well, we know he's got friends and stuff, but it's like no a dog collar match." And I mean Punk has had his history with uh, dog collar matches as well i think he had a, a like brutal one with uh jimmy rave in ring of honor uh, right but, okay yeah he's had his fair share of of violent stuff like this was as it, well so was it raven
2: he had one with I, yeah well, was
3: something? it yeah who, who did he have them with but they were they were pretty violent as well and they're bloody so you're right this kind of you know in this weird smart marky world of wrestling that AEW land fans, we're all like, oh, well, this means it's going to be bloody. This means it's going to be violent. They're going to be choking each other. And we want to see MJF go through that. So yeah, pr- I'm excited. That's a great step for this match, for the rematch. Uh, yes, yeah, I love that. I love that first one. That was just almost like a masterpiece of wrestling. MJF just getting that heat. Uh, and I heard, I saw like on one of the commercials of like a million that they said they're going back to Long Island soon. So, I mean, MJF's going to get that, hometown reaction again they nice. go they go back to these towns way too quick
2: but i mean i guess they can't go to other places still uh, i i don't know uh, i don't know why they book certain venues um i guess yeah i'm no, no idea but yeah they, they play a lot of the same venues a lot yeah uh
3: well i'm I, I like this opening thing uh it's weird seeing AEW start with talking segments but it it works like you said when the person can actually
2: talk uh, yeah absolutely. i've got no problem with a kind of promo off to start when a lot of these guys are great at it, so it's just as entertaining as a match. It's not just a let's have one person in the ring talking and then a procession of challengers walking out with stilted lines like it's uh, i've got no problem starting with a promo, and we're the pay-per-view's getting close, so you need to start driving what these matches are going to be. But yeah, uh, like as always, punk is great on the mic. Uh, Yeah, I'm stoked for that match.
3: We get a video for Danielson uh, kind of showing that promo where he was asking Mox to be on his side, kind of reiterating that we could run this place. His match is coming up just in a bit. But before that, before that, we go to Jurassic Express backstage with Tony Schiavone and Christian Cage. And there's going to be two number one contender matches for the tag titles and sorry so one of them's a battle royal
2: and the others the so
3: the casino battle royal
2: yeah so they're both tag team battle royals but i believe the first one will be a tag team battle royal where all of the people are in the ring to start with like a classic battle royal and the second one will be a casino battle royal so that's where that's where AEW has it, they come out in sets of four. So you'll have probably four teams coming in at a time. And then you'll have the Joker team, which I assume will be a debut of a a new team. Uh, probably a new signing to AEW as a surprise is, my, um, is what I'm guessing. Oh, okay. So what, like the Briscoes or something? I can't even think of a team. Briscoes, Hardys, Hit Row. Oh, right. Um, yeah, Okay. I'd imagine. I I think you're normally they set up a casino to have some sort of surprise as the Joker. So yeah, standard battle Royal next week. And then the the week after will be some kind of surprise. Okay.
3: So there's going to be two winning teams out of the outcomes of these matches. And that means the pay-per-view match is Jurassic Express versus a team versus a team in a three-way. And Jungle Boy says, I love a good three-way. And... Jurassic, uh, sorry, Lucha Ex- Soros looks over at him like, what did you just say? And he says, a good three-way tag match. And I can't wait. And then Christian says that there's going to be some changes coming in the tag team division. But before that happens, Jurassic Express is going to beat these challengers and, uh, retain the titles at Revolution. So Christian kind of throwing a little, you know, some, some wording here is, is, is he calling for the Hardys here as well? But. Uh, Yeah, so tag matches coming soon. I mean, wouldn't you just have the last two? It seems like it's a hard way to find your two number one contenders. You could have just done a tournament for these two weeks, but yeah.
2: A, to- a tag team tournament in two weeks? Four teams. Done. Well, yeah, they're doing a- going with the Battle Royal thing.
3: Yeah, I guess. Th-
2: that way you can do the surprise, isn't it? and True. i i do i do tend to enjoy the AEW battle royals i i do think they tend to book them quite well um so yeah i i don't really have a problem with it i think it's one of those things that sounds more confusing it especially does. when it was in our like little chat group we were and i kept on looking at twitter because it was just kind of a throwaway line here like oh we got a battle royal and then a tag team casino battle royal and you're like wait what but really it's just There's two battle royals and the winner of each one will go to the match. It's not overly confusing really. Um, But also we, we haven't really seen a a three-way tag match in AEW or at least that I can think of off the top of my head. So I think that's kind of cool because it'll be something kind of fresh for the division and um, allows for just even more nuts stuff to happen. The, The tag matches are always fun. So Whatever three teams they're going with, I'm sure this is going to be a killer match at the pay-per-view. Yeah, what teams
3: would you want to be in that in that mix? The Hardy Boys, are they uh, going to make it a TLC match?
2: A TLC match? Uh, maybe, I don't know. Uh, like, I mean, I, I've said I've got no interest in seeing the Hardy Boys wrestle again personally, but it could be them. The Briscoes, I'd, I'd have a bit more interest in seeing. Uh, personally, I think that could be pretty cool. Um, the Bucks and I, I have a feeling both the Bucks and Red Dragon aren't gonna win this thing. Yeah. Um, because they they've got kind of their own stuff going with each other. So maybe FTR in the mix again and FTR, another team. yeah, FTR and the Briscoes, FTR and the Briscoes and the Jurassic Express. That could be cool.
3: Yeah, and like the the winning team takes the titles without beating the other team, still allowing that match to happen the yeah. one-on-one te- teams
2: but yeah yeah okay they have great teams so they've yeah. got so many teams whoever they're going with it this is going to be a good match well we go
3: to a good match because up next is brian danielson versus lee moriarty so danielson's been spouting off that he wants to to change AEW and have this whole unit and he had personally name dropped lee moriarty and well we're going to get this match right here. The newcomer Lee getting a big opportunity. It cuts to Sabrina, the teenage witch in the front row.
2: Yeah. Uh, Melissa Joan also, Hart. Uh, Ca- Clarissa. Was that her other show? Clarissa knows it all. or Clarissa, Clarissa knows best. Yeah, Clarissa knows best. Clarissa knows best. Yeah. She is yeah, a huge wrestling. Seen, she's a big wrestling fan. I haven't seen Melissa Joan. Yeah. She, I've seen, she's tweeted and stuff, yeah. uh, had little things going on before, but yeah, I haven't seen her for years. Uh, Good to see her at AEW. Uh, A lot of celebrities in the house tonight. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 that's
3: true. Uh, So this is uh, kind of what we expect early on. Danielson almost punishing Moriarty with like paintbrushes, like embarrassing him here, and then starts beating down on him, hits a Mexican surfboard into the Romero special like Liger does. Uh, But Moriarty goes for a move of his own, kind of like the Gargano escape but it's the border city stretch which was uh as Excalib- what yeah yeah wow that's exactly <laughs> what i wrote jr just like whoa what are you talking about excalibur He's just stomping all over excalibur ex- trying to explain that alex shelley basically gifted this move name and moved to uh moriarty here but is just like what what is that i don't know what that i uh, don't know what that is is that Barbecue sauce. There's forearms from Danielson, the classic backflip out the corner, and series of roundhouse kicks to the chest as they go to break. When we come back, it's Danielson still beating down on him. And then they're going for like the middle of the ring, almost pose off while they're on their knees, and they're doing like the test of strength, bending backwards thing. But they're... Sorry, are they upside down when they're doing this? Because then they start hitting each other. This was insane.
2: Yeah, they they did the the... The sort of uh, trying to pin each shoulder down and Brian Danielson just jumping with his knees and Moriarty bridging out of it. And then they hooked both their legs, right? And rolled onto their backs and just bridge up. So they're on their heads upside down doing body shots, punching each other. Uh, Yeah, this looked great. Really, really good. Yeah, I like this. It was kind of something you don't usually see just in wrestling, at least
3: not enough, but great showing the, like, just athleticism from both guys here. Uh, they continue doing that, but I, I was very impressed by that. Uh, Danielson gets the offense and starts killing him here. And then when they finally get to their feet, there's just this slap like strong palm slap to the face from Danielson, which pisses off Lee, who comes back with a series of strikes of his own open palm hits. There's then the border city stretch, but Danielson eventually gets out of it and then hits this, what I can only call a snap regal plex. So it's like, how someone would hit the snap dragon or the snap German, but as the regalplex, just nasty dumping him on his head, just dumping him as his neck. Like crazy. this look so good. So deadly. Somehow this guy Moriarty gets up, but Danielson charges at him with the boo knee out the corner. The ref looks at Moriarty and is like, no, this guy's out. I'm calling the match, but Danielson stops him. He waves him off. He says, Nope, grabs the arms of Lee and then does the face stomps, just repeatedly stopping him with the arms held. To the head, to the side of the head, the neck, and then a, just the most simplest, like, leg triangle pose thing while he's posing with his arms up, flexing. The ref immediately calls it and Danielson gets the win. But yeah, I loved this match. This was great. I love Brian Danielson. He is so interesting to watch. And this was almost like a war. We expected it. I was expecting to see Moriarty step up here and he did just that.
2: Yeah, every match Brian Danielson has in this company is is so interesting and entertaining to watch. Um and we haven't seen him since the the hangman match uh wrestle. So this was a real treat. I think Lee Moriarty is someone I, I've seen a little bit of his indie stuff. I've heard a lot of good things about his indie work, but I haven't seen a great deal of him because he hasn't really wrestled a great deal on dynamite and I think this was a great showcase for him, sure that the guy lost, but it really showed that he could hang with Danielson and has a quite a similar style, a real like technical style and when he wanted to deliver those forearms and those palm strikes, he laid it in thick as well. um the capture suplex you mentioned, just Danielson the way he his facial expressions throughout the whole match are so good, where he knows he's hurt the guy. And he's just got this dirty smile on his face, even right at the beginning, going for the code of honor, the handshake, and then, then like pulling away and sweeping it through his hair. Um, he's such a dick. He plays such a good dick. Like, and yeah, just really good stuff. I love the just stoppage. And we're going back to kind of how Danielson was at the beginning of this AEW run where he's winning in just different ways, unique, different ways all the time. Um, I think this was my match of the night, oh, to be honest. Oh, for me it was, yeah. Uh,
3: I'll get into my reasons that probably a bit why after, but the reasons why is because I love this match. But Not that I didn't love the main event, but there was a weird finish with that. When this was just what I like out of my wrestling. No real, like, the the, the thing is he, he got psycho. It's like JR was actually good at uh, this call because he was like, look at this guy. He's sadistic. He's like, deep down, I think this guy's a little... Little wrong. And it's like almost like he's insinuating that Danielson, you know, maybe smiles and have been the company guy and like the family man, but he secretly, he's here because he gets off on this. Like he's
2: Mm. like, it's his kink, isn't it?
3: Yeah. It's like almost like his weird thing. And he, he does it just beautifully because he is just fantastic. Uh, but then it doesn't stop there because after the match, Danielson grabs the microphone and, and says, ladies and gentlemen, I came out here to teach Lee Moriarty a thing or two about violence. Did he pass? Did he pass or did he fail? And the crowd is kind of giving him a mixed reaction here. They don't know how to react. And he goes, well, that's why I don't trust the American public with anything. He says, I asked John Moxley to join me and I want to start a new AEW. And John Moxley, I want my answer. So out comes Moxley. Through the crowd with this wild thing. He gets in the ring. He has a microphone. He says, over a decade ago, I was like Lee. I was like a little kid here. And I, well, like a lot of kids in AEW, I was wrestling. And I was found myself at a show in Ohio. And you were supposed to wrestle me. And I was so excited to wrestle the American Dragon. But your flight was late. So Tracy Smothers was distracting the crowd for a while while you made it you you showed up with your gear already on you walked right through the kitchen this little arena this little place and you were ready and i looked in your eyes and i knew i was ready but i came up short but i wanted to face the best and well every time i ever faced you after that i always lost which i guess is true
2: uh that anytime i I started to look through but yeah i think in the the only times they really faced in in WWE seemed to be when it was the Shield and Danielson, uh, Bri- uh, Daniel Bryan, and in the singles matches, yeah, Daniel Bryan would win. Um, they didn't look like they had a great deal of singles in WWE, actually. At least on cage match, when I had a look,
3: yeah, you know what's weird is I actually went to a RAW in Toronto and it was Dan, it was Bryan Daniel versus Dean Ambrose really yeah and it was pretty good i remember i think did i sit with i don't remember who i sat was it with way i can't remember or john and i remember i was like oh yeah uh
2: like it was pretty good D- dean ambrose and danielson or brian daniel yeah whatever what was interesting according to cage match the last time these two shared a ring together was teaming up brian daniel daniel Bryan and dean ambrose to take on aj styles and seth rollins at tribute to the troops in 2018 and that's just so funny that they're doing this kind of story and as far as i could tell that was the last time they actually kind of shared a ring together in a in any sort of match was actually teaming up it's crazy well i mean that's where danielson got the idea he's like hey this guy's all right you
3: know maybe yeah I gotta- we beat aj and Seth. <laughs> yeah let's see what we can do yeah <laughs> Uh, he says, Mox continues, says, every time I fought you, I came up short and it's made me angry, but you know, it's fine. And well, I, I see that you've come here to AEW as the American dragon. And I always wanted this chance to slay that dragon. No pun intended. Cause I wanted to slay the American dragon. And as it turns out, he doesn't want to face me. He wants to join forces. He wants to create a new AEW. Well, is the only reason you want to stand side by side? Is it because you don't want to face John Moxley? He says, I've I've done what I've done to all these people in the last three years here. You've probably seen that. And well, it looks to me that I've already beaten Brian Danielson because he's scared of me. And so he's like, I'll leave you with that question, Brian. You can think on that. Is that the reason why you want to team with me? Because you're scared of me? because I don't stand side-by-side side with someone until I bleed with him. And then he drops the mic, leaving Danielson with a question of his own. But yeah, this story, this angle with these two is very interesting, which I think it has to lead to a one-on-one encounter at yeah. the pay-per-view. And take my, the pay-per-view. take my money,
2: please. So he's saying... uh the only way that he'll team with him is if they have a match first. So hopefully we get to see both of this. Hopefully we'll we'll get the singles match at Revolution and then maybe a little bit of a a tag run with these two. But can't wait. This was the match we were meant to have at uh full gear, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um which obviously that's when Mox checked into rehab. So um no, can't wait. This is this is gonna be great.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm totally – this is what I like about, like, my wrestling. Uh, you don't need these crazy storylines. You just need stuff that, hey, there is some truth to this, this whole, hey, we wrestled in some some gym in Ohio or whatever, and we've had our history in here or there, and I've always lost and stuff like that. That's the, like, easiest thing to add. That, I, that's why I think the ranking system here is helpful as well for future stuff because you can always tell who lost and stuff. But it just – is it's a simple storyline and I think it it can be dragged out in so many different ways. Obviously we're gonna get this match, but then it still leaves you questioning like, Hey, well, who's gonna win? Does Mox win and go, you know what, Danielson, I finally beat you? Or does Danielson beat him and go, Look, now you should join me and then they do join and then Kingston mm-hmm. will somehow be like, Hey, what's going on over here? I I, I don't know, but I'm interested. It's it's great. And it, you know, these two are really good talkers. Like Oh yeah. The some some of the, if not the best talkers so, uh, and wrestlers so I I can't wait. We go to Keith Lee, who has a video here. The Limitless one has arrived, and well that was just phase one. Phase two is the face of the Revolution ladder match at Revolution. The winner gets the TNT title opportunity, and I will take that. It will be mine. So Keith Lee has his sights. the tnt title
2: kind of a quick video so that's something that's changed because i'm pretty sure um you got to call your shot what title you want to go for i know last time scorpio sky did want to go for the tnt title but i remember when they announced this this match was coming back a few weeks ago now mjf said to wardlow you're going to win this and then I'll be able to cash in your title shot for the AEW Championship. So um, I don't know if that's Keith Lee just saying the title he's interested in is TNT title or they've changed it and it's just for the number one contender for the TNT.
3: Yeah, true. I completely forgot about that. But yeah, he he did name check the TNT title. So Keith Lee's coming for it. We go to Wardlow, the war dog. This means war. He's going up against... Max Castor from The Acclaimed, which means, of course, he's going to spit some bars here, which probably isn't a great move to do to this guy to piss him off even more. Uh, he mentions uh, that he's going to beat up Wardlow worse than uh, Baby beats up, I think, uh, family members or something. Baby is a rapper who got in some fight over the past week. It got filmed at a bowling alley. And that's what they were referencing here. He al- he also says that Wardlow's overrated, like Nashville hot chicken, which probably got the biggest reaction from the crowd.
2: Never <laughs> make fun hey, of man. I've <laughs> Hattie bees. It's
3: good chicken. Uh, I I mean, like you know, we know we know if you go to a town, you make fun of their hockey team, you get some heat. But if you make fun of their how they make their
2: chicken, mm. tough times. You're gonna get nuclear heat. It is when when I did my little like road trip around the the Southern States, everywhere, whenever we went into an Uber, we were like, okay, so what kind of stuff should we do here? Yeah. And all the time, like both in like Nashville, Memphis, um, like uh, Georgia and Texas. And they'd always go, oh, if you want the best fried chicken, you've got to go to this place. And after like a few days, it's like, can I, I need more recommendations than just fried chicken. But, yeah, Hattie Hattie B's in in Nashville is pretty pretty damn good fried chicken. Uh uh love love it, love it. But the crowd does not like
3: this guy shitting on them. Uh then he says then he shits on the Titans as well, and then says Wardlow is actually just MJF's bitch boy, and that's what he should be called. Uh this obviously pisses Wardlow off as the match starts. He's throwing Castor around. They go to picture in picture pretty early, but we come back. Caster somehow gets hold of the chain, and when the ref isn't looking, nails Wardlow with the chain and then hits the elbow drop off the top, his finish, but Wardlow kicks out just in the nick of time. Uh There's then a powerbomb from Wardlow and then again and then again. Three powerbombs. Foot on the chest. One, two, three. It's over. Right after, Bowens attacks Wardlow and Chairman isn't even helping him. Doesn't even care. Mm. Doesn't even care about his friend. And then Wardlow doesn't need his friend anyways beats up Bowen's and power bombs
2: him too what I love is how quick Wardlow hits these power bombs it's not like the remember when Brock used to do it i I always remember him doing it to spike Dudley like the triple power bomb where you hold on Wardlow hits it rolls them through just picks them up and i I noticed it more so with this one than other guys was doing it so fast and power bombs are pretty standard move that we see everyone do but they do look good with, with him. And, um, yeah, yeah. as I kind of mentioned, I, I wonder if they're just quietly dropping this, um, winning it to give to MJF. Because I, I do think there's a lot of story to be had there with, with Wardlow winning this match. Definitely will feed into this MJF story. Uh, but I feel it, it would make more sense to be for the AEW Championship than the TNT. Right. Sorry, I didn't even mention that. This also was a qualifying match for that ladder match Mm. so
3: Wardlow is in that match so right now it's Wardlow and Keith Lee in this ladder match and that's
2: something I'm looking forward to I'm sure they're going to have a spot where they're destroying everyone and then the two big lads go at it and we know from those matches with like Dijak in in NXT Keith Lee has some great big man versus big man matches so I think him versus Wardlow could be uh, could be really something down the line that I'd be quite interested in yeah, uh, they'll go
3: face to face, and Keith Lee will look at Wardlow and go, ooh, big boy. Like Big boy. Like Brock did oh, to yeah. him in the Like Rumble. Brock. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Do it. Uh, well, it, yeah, it was noted that like Sean Spears didn't really care what happened to Wardlow, mm. but Wardlow took care of it himself. We go to Britt Baker backstage with her whole crew and Mercedes Martinez. She says, tonight, Mer- Mercedes is going against Thunder Rosa in the No DQ match and remember there's no losing got it just remember why i brought you here finish the job finish thunder and she says in case uh we need some help she brought in the best coach that she could and out walks sensei john crease from cobra
2: kai <laughs> it was a it was a moment where i it took me a second i was like who
3: I'm sorry. Why?
2: Okay. All right. Sure.
3: Why not? (laughs) And he says, uh, we're going to finish her. And remember, you got to
2: show no mercy. He was saying that in regards to Mercedes, I believe. Yeah. Uh, She went and like, what should I do if she can't get the job done? He's like, we'll finish her. No mercy. But um, (laughs) yeah, I think Crease would be great as a, as like some sort of wrestling manager. Um, kind of hope he sticks around, <laughs> oh,
3: man. I mean, yeah, I, I've we've I've, we've mentioned some Cobra Kai. Obviously, we've done our Karate Kid reviews out on the Patreon, but the Cobra Kai, the show is so silly, so ridiculous that it's like you can't not watch. And he's just been great, <laughs> he's been great, this hmm. guy in Cobra Kai. So, I don't know what, what he's doing here, but some uh, some cross promotion here with Cobra Kai. Weird, we go to. A commercial. But when we come back, Tony Shavani is in the middle of the ring. He's going to interview the world heavyweight champ, Hangman Adam Page. But before this can even get lifted, uh, well, actually, I was using uh, I was using the Fire Stick to watch, and it was during the commercial break when a commercial played. Is probably it was a pizza Pizza Hut one, you know, Craig Robinson, those, those ones. Yeah, yeah. Every fucking break, and then it played another one about face cream, and then it played a pizza hut commercial again. So I was like, oh it's weird that they're playing two in the same block as someone in, you know, TV. I'm like that's a no no. Mm-hmm. And it played the face cream one, and then it played the pizza one again. Then it played the face cre- it kept playing the same two commercials when I realized I think I've been sitting here for 2 minutes <laughs> with this thing looping. So when I quickly fixed my feed, uh Adam Cole already walked out. So I was like, oh okay. So I wasn't sure if Hangman actually said anything.
2: Hangman didn't say a whole lot. Um he yeah, he, he barely said a thing before Cole comes right out.
3: Well, I can tell you that Pizza Hut has a great deal on uh, buy one, get one free.
2: Oh, Four nice. medium
3: three awesome. toppings. So no one out pizzas the Hut, Davey. It's true. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, I, is it? But no. It's not. Yeah. It's not true at all. You know, we deals don't. Like on pi- pizza is still pizza <laughs> and deals with pizza makes it better pizza. So, How's the pizza uh, over I'm there okay in the UK? Pizza. What's pizza
3: in the UK like?
2: is it pizza is it all right Pizza's all right actually there there's a lot of like um nice kind of like italian sort of stone stone oven pizza places you can go to and then um a lot of like um kind of cheap pizza places where you just get great deals like a huge pizza for like nothing um where it's probably just like terrible meat and stuff but Sometimes you just when you want pizza, you want pizza. It's better than pizza, pizza. I would say. Well, yeah, all of it. What like, but like,
3: um, what about like? Is there a specific type that of pizza that that Brits eat, or is it well just... for
2: the chains like Domino's and Pizza Hut are popular for the chain, or or are you talking more about like New York style, Chicago style, or all that, or like
3: you know, like they say a Canadian invented the Hawaiian pizza, which is funny, but then also Canadians just eat like. <sighs> I don't know, okay, lovers.
2: so something that I'm not a fan of, but is popular over here, is corn on pizza. Oh, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. don't, I don't like. I would um, fuck with that for sure. But that is that is quite kind of popular over here because I remember when people were like, when I'd be in Canada and be like, anything you don't want on your pizza, I'd be like, ideally not mushrooms, and I really don't want corn on it. And they were like, why would I put corn on a pizza? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Whenever I go somewhere, someone has fucking corn on their pizza. I'm like, what are you doing? Get that corn out of my face. <laughs> yeah. It's the texture thing with that. Like I'll eat, I'll like barbecue a corn on the cob and eat it no problem and enjoy it. But it's, it's the like biting into like the cheese and then the, the pop, like with the corn just doesn't, it kind of weirds me out a little.
3: Look, you, I, I love, I could, I could eat corn in probably anything, but it, it, I do not really put it on my pizza. I so yeah. I, that is that is uh, strange. Uh, some people in the Twitch chat are like, what the fuck? Who eats corn on pizza? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, well, back to Dynamite. Uh, no pizza here. But Hangman Adam Page with Tony Schiavone. And Adam Cole interrupts him. Adam Cole is bigging him up and says, hey, that match last week, that Texas death match was badass. You earned the right to call yourself world champion. And well, you know... <sighs> You've done all these things and and kind of kind of mentions that hangman's just here by himself. It must be weird you know you've you've alienated yourself with the dark Order and the young bucks and Kenny like look at you, and he kind of upsets hangman page here. he says, "hmm, yeah, well, how was it for you when all your friends went and built a wrestling empire here in a e w without you?" Yeah, it must feel weird. This gets a lot of ooze from the crowd. Adam is sorry, Adam Cole, I guess I should specify, says, Well, we were we go way, way back, Bullet Club, Ring of Honor roommates, all that stuff. Um no one seems to really like you now though. You know, I've had titles everywhere I've gone except here yet, but I will. And Hangman says, well, look, actually, if you're talking about people not liking me, you don't have the best record with friendships. It seems you've made a lot of mistakes. And if the more you talk right now in this ring, you might make the biggest mistake yet. When Adam Cole kind of says, okay, okay, well, just remember that uh, everyone, everyone knows that you're just the other Adam and says, one day we will fight. And when that happens, may the best man win. And that's when Cole walks off. And as he's leaving, up the ramp, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, from behind, attack Hangman. Cole runs in the ring. You think, hey, maybe he'll help, Paige. But no, he puts the boots to him as well. All these jobber cops come out, and there's a pull-apart. There's then the Dark Order. And then Ten just freaks out and starts beating up all these these extra jobber cop guys he's
2: throwing them around yeah it was it was kind of weird because these jobber cops came out to help hangman because hangman had been jumped so they came out to protect him and then dark order and 10 just comes out and kills the these jobber cops it it was a little odd it was weird but he looked good throwing these guys away around it was like a a big focus on 10 who we had not really had much focus on for a while like he did look good it just felt very out of place i thought
3: well, they have announced that actually on, I think, Rampage, it's going to be Adam Cole versus 10 now. So, mm. uh, I like, I, I like the story of, cause we've mentioned on, on our show quite a few times of how the story of Adam and Adam and one guy was away. And, and there was some, again, more truth to AEW definitely likes to blend the truth in here with, we always were asking fa- fans, we're always asking each other like, Hey, how must, how must Adam Cole feel? with with this all happening while he's kind of in the WWE and well it's kind of brought here into the story. So uh what do, you, what do you think? You think we're going to
2: revolution as Adam Cole versus Adam Page? I I mean you, you can't really have a pay-per-view and not have the world title defended and it's it just feels a little soon, maybe. I don't get me wrong, I, I'm very look, much looking forward to the match. I think it's gonna be a good match. But the problem is with having the Lance Archer thing last week. It kind of only gives you a couple of weeks to to build this thing, and I can't say from what I saw tonight, I'm particularly compelled in the story. um And I know there's a better story to to be told here. So I, I think there's I think there's quite a bit of work to do in the next sort of rampage and dynamites ahead of the pay per view to make this feel as big as it should feel. Um, but again i like i've got the same criticism i i've had every week the hangman just feels a bit of an afterthought it doesn't feel like the hottest feud like mjf and cm punk feels way way bigger than this um but i think when it comes to the actual match itself yeah it's something i want to see and something that's going to be good
3: yeah it's a match i think i uh, we've wanted to see even before uh this this him coming to aew people were like hey imagine if cole could face page here the battle of the atoms and well the atoms will collide but um i hope they do it i i could see a a hangman retaining and then eventually we do go to this match eventually one day down the line but a few weeks to build I'd, i'd still give it a shot because i do think the match will be just crazy uh both of these guys are awesome and uh i'm willing to to
2: to give the story I feel this match is something that could really be sold on the road to more more so than the tv stuff sure like if they're using footage being the elite stuff from years ago and that kind of thing I think the road to for this could be really quite compelling
3: yeah no you're absolutely right hey and then they do those things and they'll those things have been pretty great as well so uh but yeah honestly if this is the card so far like Adam versus Adam I want to watch this match. Yeah, it does feel a little early, but hey, do it. Do it. Just do it. We go to um, Jericho and Jake Hager, who are going up against their own inner circle partners. Proud and powerful. And, well, this started all because of the riff and this whole thing, and they need to sort some things
2: out. So Jericho, who's looking jacked, by the way, looking great uh, lately. He looks in way better shape than than like we've seen him before i think and first match for quite a while if i remember right
3: and his partner jake hager who's in crazy
2: shape jake looks like a beast he looked awesome we haven't seen this guy in forever uh, in a ring but yeah look looked in really good shape here
3: with his pink trunks
2: <laughs> loved it yeah i love uh, these pink yeah trunks. was it was it sino in the chat said it was like johnny swinger-esque trunks and i completely saw that he, he looked pretty good tonight It's uh, very pink. Oh, It was pink with, like, the...
3: Like, zebra prints. Yeah, but, like, also, it's, it's like, MMA, so it's got, like, his, like, logos and, like, sponsors, or, I guess, or whatever on it. Yeah. PMP in their classic gear with the face paint as well. When Eddie Kingston comes out right before this match starts to just watch ringside. You know, uh, the match starts and P and P, Proud and Powerful, are beating down on Chris Jericho, hitting a series of double team moves. There's a standing moonsault, uh, double team. There's an a fisherman buster. Uh, finally, Jericho tags in Jake Hager, who gets some offense in. He's slamming Santana around. Jake Hager had me laughing here when he's just yelling, "Why, why, <laughs>
2: <laughs> why?" He's just so upset that the the inner circle's fallen apart. Oh my god! Why? Uh, why would he hasn't you do wrestled this? for months, and his first match back is against his own friends? Why? He's
3: like,
0: tell me why?
3: Tell me why? <laughs> just tell me, tell me why? Uh, he's just beating him around. Uh, Santana does fight back, but then runs into a huge power slam from Hager. Jericho's tags back in, hits his running bulldog on Santana, goes for the line salt, but Ortiz stops him from doing it, which allows Santana to hit like a, almost like a, a rope, not a top rope, but second rope r- side Russian leg sweep, which looked
2: pretty cool. Oh yeah. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Well, did you enjoy, was it a good side Russian leg sweep? Yeah. I mean, any side Russian leg sweep is a good side Russian leg sweep, but coming off the second rope with yeah. yeah, it, chef's gets- kiss.
3: There was then the street sweeper for a two count as Jericho kicked out of it. The crowd were really hot for this, by the way. Uh, there's then a mm. cannonball where it's like the poetry in motion setup from proud Power- Power and powerful, but Santana then jumps off the back of Ortiz to cannonball into Jericho, who's standing into the turnbuckle, but Jericho catches him in midair. This uh, transition was beautiful. And Jericho turns He saw it,
2: Keith Lee last week yeah. and was like, hey, I can, I, I can, do, I that. can, I can do that. Do, what, what's all this buzz about Keith Lee? Yeah. Like, don't forget about the influencer over here. Yeah, so he catches him in
3: this and puts him into the lion tamer, as they call it, the walls of Jericho. When Eddie Kingston is ringside yelling, Santana, come on, you can make it, you can make it, in a great spot here when Santana finally gets to the ropes, Eddie Kingston gets up on the apron to kind of be hype and be like, yeah, you did it. When Jericho... Does his triangle dropkick to Kingston, sending him flying. He goes for the Judas effect, but it's blocked. There's then a, a hit from Ortiz, which allows Santana to hit the discus lariat for the pin. I wasn't sure if Ortiz nailed Jericho with the like uh eight ball in the sock or whatever but um it, it was a dis- I don't think so I don't think so either uh,
2: no I I didn't notice any I think yeah. I, th- I think it was just more a, a bit of kind of confusion and then being hit with the discus lariat there well right after the match Eddie Kingston and Jericho are brawling when finally they're kind of separated but it's it's they noted that Eddie didn't do anything it was Jericho kind of lost the match and just went right after Eddie.
3: Yeah, it Um, was.
2: Yeah. He didn't even
3: help. He didn't even help by any means. He just kind of was, was there getting hype. And Jericho was like, nah, get the fuck out of here. So, um, yeah, I actually really like this match. The crowd were eating it up as well, but great match.
2: I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I, I really like Santana. I think this guy could be a, a real big star on his own at some point. I think he's great on the mic. I think he's great in the ring. Um, they were noting on commentary how he's he's bulked up a little bit as well. Seems a little bigger. Um, I thought Jericho looked pretty good in this match. He's, he's a bit hit and miss these days for me, but I thought he was looking good. And I thought uh, Jake, actually, someone who we haven't seen wrestle for a while, he didn't do a whole lot, but I thought what he did was really nice. He hit a beautiful belly-to-belly uh, suplex in this match. And I think this served the purpose of building to this Eddie and jericho match but it also i do feel to have a in a circle versus in a circle match um it kind of felt like this could be a a bit of a bigger deal i i was expecting maybe at least a like a not a truce necessarily but something after um it felt it didn't feel like a friendly match which it which it isn't but I don't know if you're breaking them up, I I'd expect maybe something a bit bigger than this, but yeah, I enjoyed the match.
3: I enjoyed the match a lot. It didn't feel like a breakup either. So there's more to that, but it's, mm. it shows Jericho is kind of in the wrong. So, I mean, you could also almost turn him here because I don't think him being the babyface is quite going to work. I think it should be Jericho. Maybe
2: it's going to be Jericho as the heel.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would think that, but hopefully we get some good promo offs between, I think Eddie would just murder Jericho at this point, but uh, I guess we'll see, but. Yeah. yeah. We go to the elite backstage. It's Adam Cole with the Young Bucks and uh Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish when they're like, hey Bucks, where were you? And they're like, what? Beating up hangman? Uh well, us beating up hangman is pretty much like us beating up a dead horse. See what they did there. Uh they said uh we didn't we don't really like they're just like uh we don't really wanna be that. They're kind of uncomfortable with Red Dragon being here with Cole. And then Cole says on Rampage, he's going to beat Ten's ass. And, well, then Jay White's going to beat Trent Beretta. And then there's going to be two Battle Royals. The Bucks say, well, actually, we're going to get those titles back. When Red Dragon and Kyle and Fish are like, mm, no, maybe you know, we'll win the, the one match. You can win the one match. And, well, maybe we'll see what will happen at Revolution. As the teams walk off, leaving Cole in the middle when you can't decide who to walk off with. When Brandon Cutler behind the camera says, Oh, uh, Cole can't decide. And he says, shut up, Brandon.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I like what I picked up from here is that the Bucks say they're like beating a dead horse line. But do you remember the threat where Hangman was like, if you if you interfere against me and Kenny, like I will like hunt you down for like the rest of your careers, essentially. And I like that it felt the Bucks are still kind of playing that up a bit where no, we've. We've had our thing with Hangman and we don't we, we let him do his thing now. We, we're not a part of that. And I can see that playing into the, the finish of this match where maybe it is Red Dragon trying to help Cole win this thing and Hangman wins and Cole is pissed that the Bucks were never there for him in this title match, which could be the catalyst to make Cole kind of decide to stick with, with Red Dragon. Yeah. um but i th- i thought th- these guys are always good with the storytelling and the little details and i thought it was a nice callback here to the to the kenny feud with the bucks where they they seem a little scared of hangman still they 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 don't want him to be hunting them all this time so you're saying whenever the bucks eventually which should not be anytime near soon
3: when they do kind of tween and turn babyface again when he, they eventually team with hangman it'll be this big kind of moment, I think.
2: Yeah, could be. I, I feel there's almost like a, like a... almost a respect there for Hangman now. Um When you take that little nod as well at the end of the match with Kenny. Um, but yeah, I can totally see uh, Hangman winning this match and Cole being pissed at the Bucks for not being there for him. Well, we go to our next match. Mercedes
3: Martinez is going up against Thunder Rosa in a no DQ match. Mercedes is the hired gun from Britt Baker, who's supposed to take Thunder out. She comes out with a pipe, a lead pipe. She's going to beat up Thunder Rosa, who comes out with a chair, which doesn't really, I don't know, this heavy, giant lead pipe seems like it might do more damage. But I was wrong because Thunder swings it and Mercedes then drops the pipe. Uh, as they're brawling, around. a chair
2: you can use as a shield, I guess. As well. I guess, but Something's like coming at you with
3: pine. If it was this big, heavy one, it would probably go through the chair, or bend it, or dent it, or something. Mm. Uh, well, Mercedes and Thunder Rosa are brawling around ringside when they again cut to uh, Sensei Creese from Kreese. <laughs> from Cobra Kai. He's just hanging around here. Uh, there's then an Irish whip through the guardrail from Thunder, sending Mercedes flying. <laughs> And then it sounded like you just jumped off a guardrail right now. Uh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's then a spot where Thunder Rosa has Mercedes like in the aisle way of the crowd and goes to climb part of this guardrail part of the arena but can't quite get herself up. So she turns around and there's a bunch of fans literally right behind her, near her. So she kind of like asks one of them, like, hey, can I use your shoulder? And the guy's like, uh, yeah, all right. So it, it, like to me, this did not look like it was a planned nor no, I don't planted think so spot or anything like that. It's just genuinely her being like, hold on, I need to use your shoulder. Climbs up and then jumps off to land on Mercedes. But just a pretty cool moment there. Imagine that was just you in the crowd being like, oh, <laughs> I, I, all right, cool. Uh, so then they're fighting. They go back in. There's then tables being brought around, weapons, all that plunder. There's a fisherman suplex off the apron through a table, kind of, because it didn't really break, but still looked pretty nasty.
2: It looked kind of fun, actually. They kind of had a little bit
3: of a slide down this thing. (laughs) Just sliding down this (laughs) not-broken table. Uh, There's trash cans and drop kicks in the corner from Thunder Rosa. But when they're fighting up top, Mercedes hits... A spider German suplex off the top, <sighs> and this looked nasty. Just crushing thunder
2: here, landing yeah, on her, like landing on her
3: neck here. So the spider is when she, you you do it, but then you are still hanging by your like legs, and then you can climb back up on the turnbuckle. Makes total sense.
2: And then hits. I always think yeah. about Daniel Bryan in that match against Cena at SummerSlam. Like that—that's the whenever I see this move, I think of yeah. that specific match. But For yeah, sure. it makes way more sense. Why are you taking a back bump? Yeah. Just, wrap your legs well there's then an elbow
3: drop off the top but thunder kicks out at two there's then more strikes and weapons and then just all these piles of chairs when there's the fire thunder driver one two three thunder rosa beats mercedes um yeah uh there is a little bit of an angle after but there is a respect angle after i guess i'll say that what happens well there's a respect angle where thunder raises mercedes hand like hey you know you did good there. That was pretty violent. That was a brawl. When out comes Britt Baker with the the crew, and they're beating up on Thunder now. <laughs> when Britt asks John Crease, you know, hey, what should what should I do now? What she says, and Sensei Crease says, finisher. So. Brit does the cutthroat motion, and that's when there's a bigger beatdown. They give the pipe to Mercedes, but she doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to beat Mercedes. She doesn't want to beat Thunder with it. So Brit, Reba, and uh, damn, I'm blanking on Jamie Hader. Jamie that's right. Beatdown on Mercedes and Thunder. Rosa now laying them both out. But damn, uh, sweep the leg from from Mister
2: Crease here. Mm. What'd you think? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match. Thunder Rosa, she gets such a great reaction every time from this crowd. Um she looked awesome in her kind of kill bill gear here and uh yeah, I thought these two really brought it. Thunder Rosa whenever she's in these no DQ matches does some pretty crazy stuff and uh yeah, I thought the they noted she's now 42 in her rating in a wow. ranking. So only two losses in her whole time in AEW. It's got to be one of the best records there. Um, so clearly this is the, the match at Revolution. Finally, the rematch between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. But uh, I, I, And I think you give the title to Rosa at this point. I, th- I think it's time. I think um, she is so popular at the moment. I think you can have a nice tag match on Dynamite next week with... Rosa and Martinez against Brit and Jamie. Um, but I'm, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match, actually. I thought there were some really, really fun spots in here.
3: Yeah, I, I liked any time I've ever seen Mercedes, whether it be her short stint in WWE, NXT, but the indie stuff was always pretty good. But yeah, Thunder's on this, just this role. I do think she should take the title from Brit at this point. Brit can always win it back eventually and down the line or so, but strike while it's hot. Strike this Thunder lightning straight. I think
2: you've already got another feud ready for for Britt. So if she loses the title, she can blame Jamie and you can go to that match because tension's been brewing between those two and that doesn't necessarily have to be for the title. So I think it's something that AEW are trying to do now is have women's feuds that aren't about a championship. We've we've seen it with Serena and Sheeta, and I think I think that's something you could do, have Rosa have a title run and go off and face some other different people and Britt and Jamie start their feud properly and Britt now blaming Jamie for losing the gold. Yeah, and I do like seeing uh, Cobra Kai just hanging out here for no
3: real reason. Britt in a Cobra Kai shirt, just some great plugs Mm. here. Uh, Too bad you couldn't plug this. I feel like some people would have tuned in to see this guy. I mean, because of this show, like... He's gotten pretty popular again. Anyone attached to that show. So, I mean, you could have just been like, hey, I don't know what the plug would be. It's not like the guy's doing judo throws or something. But. I
2: think someone in the Twitch room said uh, they they were all at the same convention together. Like they're doing the same convention. Oh, okay. Or something, which I yeah. imagine was in Nashville this week, which would have explained Melissa Joan Hart as well. Gotcha. Probably you. doing a Sabrina thing. Okay. There gotcha. is a huge fuck off spider right under me right now. Uh-oh. It's pretty, I'm going to take a photo, but yeah, continue. You're not <laughs> going to kill it, man. No, 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 I don't mind spiders, I don't
3: want any murders taking place during a podcast. That'd be unprofessional. Yeah.
2: No, 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 that's, spiders are good. They, yeah. they kill the nasty things, right? Yeah. Well, speaking of
3: nasty things, we go to the House of Black. And, well, it's more video promos here from the two scary tattoo spooky men. And they're talking about how it was awful for someone to put their hands on me. They're going to have snakes everywhere around their skin. They see the tarot cards. They're talking about violence creates destruction. And who we are waiting for, well, we're waiting for history. And you see ever so slightly someone in the back come into the frame, but it's still kind of blurry, so you can't see who exactly it is. But one can believe that there are some uh, talks that it is, in fact.
2: uh, Mr. 205 Live, Buddy Murphy. Uh, Yeah, talks uh, that – yeah, rumors that he's been in talks with AEW. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Buddy Murphy, Buddy Matthews. Um, can't say this House of Black is doing much for me at all, uh, to be honest. But I, I like I like when it comes to wrestling. I, I do enjoy Malachi Black's in-ring. Uh, if it is Buddy Murphy joining them, which does kind of make some sense, um, I enjoy his wrestling. But I I'm so over spooky shit and riddles in wrestling it it absolutely does nothing for me yeah i
3: this this was really kind of a nothing i think maybe the fact that he's gonna show up on rampage because or or sorry no probably next week then because next week they announce it's house of black versus penta and pack i was thinking that penta and pack are kind of joining them because we're gonna get this evil penta and this daredevil pack but, uh, I, well, he was the Joker again in the match yeah, graphic. In <laughs> the match graphic, he's as the Joker because he's just always taking photos while wearing that gear. But yeah, I, I don't know. I am interested in Buddy Murphy. I think he's awesome. Uh, and RIP 205 live. 205 dead is, mm. can be his gimmick now. He's joined the House of Black. Um, yeah. But good stuff. We go to Jay White, who does have a match. They announced that Jay White will face Trent Beretta. And Jay White says, everyone's talking about me after this match. And, uh, yeah, again, this is where, uh, my, my fire stick decided, Hey, we're not going to work. So I literally heard him say the one line, Jay White, everyone is talking about me. So I can't tell you what else he said. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he's he's just he's the switchblade, and he's Jay White, and he's fighting on rampage against Trent.
3: Did you see though, Mister Shot in the Dark, John Cena went to some wrestling this past weekend where oh, yeah. Jay White showed up. So if you follow on our socials on Twitter, you'll see Sino doing a little interview, about forty second interview <laughs> with Jay White uh, talking about this is very funny. Uh, someone in our post wrestling up next community, Eric Marcotte, who just loves jay white so much that he's actually his favorite wrestler so sino went and got him to kind of give him a little video shout out which is just great just jay white just spreading the love to the people you gotta i you know what a good guy yeah, that jay white he is
2: he is. he's a real nice guy working multiple angles at the moment
3: yeah <laughs> who knows maybe uh I, i'm on jay white's side because eric marcotte uh is actually he might be an mma reporter for post wrestling but he is a target for us, He's days. got something we want, yeah, doesn't he? Because Eric Marcotte is one half of the BDE tag team champions. And at Up Next Mania, I think it's time we change that. I don't think anyone's actually told his partner, Nate, that we've laid down this challenge. So we should probably let that be clear. Nate, Milton, TN8, I know you're one half of these tag team champions with Eric Marcotte. Well, uh, we're taking them from you. So this is it. You heard it here mm. first, boys. We're taking those titles from you at Up Next Mania. Uh, sorry, Nate. It's nothing personal, but uh, you chose to to team with uh, the biggest switchblade mark I've ever seen. The second biggest switchblade mark I've ever seen. And, well, it's just not going to work out for you. But that's n- neither here nor there. Let's talk about the main event of this show, the last match on this show. The TNT Championship is on the line. The champion who still has both titles, Sammy Guevara. Uh, hey, how did he? How did he get those titles?
2: Beat Cody, didn't he? <laughs> Who? They said no. We 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 still talk about the past in this company. We don't pretend things didn't don't exist. They I did say his Cody name. Yeah, they did something. say. And his- we saw Cody. They showed him beat Cody.
3: They showed the clip, but they also mentioned like, "Hey, he beat Cody." But what's what's weird is every commercial break. I watched it on TBS. Every commercial break has the Go Big, like, Go Big Ho show, I almost called it. The Go Big Home, sh- fuck, whatever show. The Go Big Show. Cody's in every clip. So, like, damn, that's, you know, Cody did did them dirty.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that we didn't talk about. Like, I wonder how the network feels about Cody leaving. Because that's obviously a big kind of crossover. They've done a lot of crossovers with AEW and the go big show and this, their reality show and stuff like that. I, I don't imagine Cody will be returning after this season. Um, but yeah, that, that's a big blow to the network, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Would you replace Roads to the top with someone else?
2: Danielson? <laughs> Danielson and Brie. Well, Brie is still doing total. Yeah. She's still got a WWE contract of some right, sort. Right. I think, hasn't she? Marks and Renee. Um, Mox and Renee, you could absolutely do. Yeah. I don't know. Or just not do it. Just document wrestling. I don't know. But uh, I don't... I don't know. I, I, well, that's not the demographic they're going for, is it? Yeah. Like, it's... That's the thing. They're, they're going for a different demographic. They want to bring in different kind of I just can't... That's I, where Total Divas and stuff has been... It's not targeted for you, Brady. Yeah. You're already watching Yeah, yeah, I guess like so. It's, it's not for you. I guess so. It's just...
3: We've watched, what, maybe 10 minutes of those roads to the top. But I think it was it because was it was Cody and Brandy that made it, like. Mm just terrible i have watched what mox and renee on total divas as well they were pretty funny but i don't know I, yeah I, I guess they're going to have to come up with something but we'll see yeah that is an interesting part because not only is he in that road to the Top, but he's in the go big show thing and yeah main event sammy darby one-on-one yes they fought before but now it's time for the TNT title to be on the line darby's won the title before can he do it again darby he's got sting ringside asks For Sammy's hand here after the bell rings for a sign of respect. They do it. The crowd goes wild. And here we go. There's a bunch of counters as they go hold for hold here, back and forth, flips and flips. Uh, There's a double flip from Darby. uh, Sorry, from Sammy, who then eats a drop kick from Darby right away. Sammy fires back, though, with a huge knee to the face, which looked nasty. They go to picture-in-picture as Sammy goes for a moonsault, but misses, no water, in the pool. There's then the running sent on stinger splash in the corner from Darby, but then they're fighting up top, and there's the Spanish fly off the top. So, an avalanche Spanish fly from the Spanish god for a two count. Darby comes back and drops Sammy into the figure four, and then they start doing a slap fight. There's then a bunch of back and forth counters. Then, the last supper, which is almost setting up for the figure four, where Darby's we've seen win with his match. But Sammy kicks out of that as well. Darby finally hits the stun dog millionaire stunner for a near fall. Then Sammy's on the outside. Darby goes for a running suicide dive, but in mid air on the outside is caught with a cutter from Sammy. Reminds me of when, yeah, when Rey Mysterio did it. Remember when Rey Mysterio always does that running bottom? The slide, slide under the, into the splash, under the ring, under the rope. But then yeah. Randy countered with the RKO. It looked just like mm. that, but this was very like smooth. Sammy Guevara and Darby are both pretty smooth guys. Sammy puts him on the apron and goes for a swanton off the top, but Darby misses, so Sammy just eats that apron. Darby tries to set take advantage and sets up Sammy in the middle of the ring for the coffin drop when. He's just kind of standing there and kind of looks over and kind of shrugs his shoulders and goes, what's up? When, oh, hey, Jose shows up, maybe a little late there, uh, to distract the ref when Andrade nails Darby, the kid Darby, with an iPad, which then Sammy uh, doesn't quite really see, I don't think, because he was beaten up and taken down. Sammy gets up to his feet, sees Darby just beaten up and... Hits him with the go to hell, just cracking him. I don't know how he does this move. And pins Darby when after the match, right away, Andrade puts the boots to them. And so does Matt Hardy, the Hardy-Andrade family office thing, uh, attack these guys, mm-hmm. just these two guys. As I almost said impact goes off the air, but that's what this finish felt like. But yeah, Dynamite ends with... Hardy and Andrade standing tall, but Sammy retained. What'd you think?
2: Yeah, I I really like the match. These two have great chemistry. Um, they they were one of the the early AEW pay per views. I remember. I think they had the first match on the show, which was which was really great. Um, like, yeah, I could see these guys wrestle kind of once a year for the next however many years. You know, uh, really good stuff. The I love the counter from the stun dog into the GTH attempt into the Last Supper was just so smooth that cutter as you mentioned, um, and look we're we're building to the pay per view I, I I'm not yeah the finishes I'd have liked a clean finish to it but I get what we're doing we've got a pay per view to build and uh, I'm wondering are we building for a three way for this title, Darby Sammy Andrade Matt Hardy. You think it's
3: going to be a four-way? I hope no, it's not. I don't think so. I really I hope it's
2: so. not. I can see us having a tag maybe next week with yeah. Andrade and Hardy against these two. But yeah, I'm thinking perhaps uh, we get a triple threat for this title, or, which, which could be great between these three.
3: I mean, we're already doing the tag team triple threat. So I, I mean, you could, but it's just a lot of triple threats. I wouldn't mind seeing Andrade versus Sammy one-on-one. I think that's a pretty big... Uh, match, but Darby's kind of getting the short end of the stick. I don't know
2: where you would go with him here. Yeah, I I just feel the story's been, for for weeks, it's been Andrade building with Darby, and it was only last week where he mentioned his intentions for the TNT title, so that's what, and with Darby kind of being screwed here, I don't know, I I feel Triple Threat makes the most sense, and and yeah, I feel I'd be, I'd kind of be down to see that, but once again, just don't don't need to see Matt Hardy at all, in any iteration. He just keeps showing up, no matter what. You can't stop mm. Matt
3: Hardy. He does not die. Yeah, I loved the match. I was getting into it, but I I was looking at my clock and I was like, oh, it's starting like like quarter two almost. And I was like, okay, like I guess they're not going to get that much time. And I do think that there is a way more solid match out of there out of these two because these two are, are amazing. And this one just wet your whistle a little bit. It's like, okay, we're getting some cool stuff here. But you know these two, if they were given a huge pay-per-view spot, they probably will be in a huge pay-per-view spot one-on-one years later. Any of these Ford Pillar guys, I know it's the name they're pushing, Mm -hmm. but they really are uh, awesome. So I was kind of disappointed with this finish. But uh, we will get this match again someday in some way, shape, or form. But... Yeah, I hope they don't do the tag match at the pay per view because I could just not care about
2: that. I, yeah, I don't, th- I can't see them going that way. Yeah. Um, I see that maybe being a TV thing to build to a bigger match. Um, but yeah, I, I thought tonight's show flew by. Uh, and actually, in recapping it, I, th- there was a lot I liked. I definitely, the, the highlight for me was Danielson Moriarty, but I did really enjoy the, um, the uh, Thunder Rosa Mercedes Martinez match and the main event here and the the inner circle match I didn't really disappoint me it is it is the the Hangman thing I think Hangman Cole just isn't really hitting the way it should and I I think a lot of it has to do with how Hangman has been presented uh, since the Danielson feud It, it feels kind of just tucked away in the middle of the card here where it it should be the main focus and I feel I've I feel like a a broken record here with that. But um, there just seems to be more interesting things on the show than the title right now, which isn't a bad thing. Like, I, I think yeah. there's going to be a lot of good things, but it is going to be your main focus. It, it should be the main event of the pay-per-view. It should be given a bigger focus. I
3: mean, you've been saying that, and then last week you were like, oh, wow, that death match was amazing. This guy's on a great run. This yeah. is the best run with all these matches. It's like, yeah, you had these matches, but they're not doing a great – job of maybe focusing on him as like the character which he was a main focus when
2: he wasn't the champion so it's like that's the thing i I don't necessarily blame hangman because i think he's capable of it because we've seen him be such a hot thing on that run to kenny but i think placement they keep on putting him in the middle of the show yeah and and i think punk and mjf is hot already so i don't think that necessarily needs to be the opening i think you've you had him win this war of a match last week, a great match with Lance Archer. I think you you kick off the show with that. You have him come out as the champion with his war wounds from last week. Um, it, it just feels sort of an afterthought, I, th- I
3: feel. For, for, I totally get it because you're right. Like this, especially this match, Hangman and Cole sounds like it's such a big match we've been waiting to see in this capacity for a long time and we're getting it. And it seems like, Oh, this is the story. Okay. We're already rushing to get to this. Oh, okay. okay. It's didn't seem quite like a, a focus, but Hey, maybe they'll still pick that up in the next few weeks. Cause revolution, if that's the way it, it's shaping to be Cole hangman, punk MJF dog, dog collar, uh, that ladder match, the six way um and Jurassic express triple threat tag. There could be some good matches.
2: Oh, I mean, and it's going to be a great show. Like the the card they're going to put together is going to be fantastic.
3: One hundred percent. I am looking forward to uh, all those matches and matches that they haven't announced yet. Will Hook be on the pay per view? I think it's about time we pay to see Hook. You know, I
2: think think he could be in a match. Well, he's he's kind of uh, big, like really featured in that uh, poster for the Owen. For the owen tournament so i okay. think maybe after revolution we'll start seeing a bit more hook maybe in that tournament um they did mention it briefly yeah, well, yeah the owen what if we got like we we can kind of put it we, hangman hangman cole brian uh mox punk mjf brit thunder rosa the ladder match and the the tag um and maybe uh tbs title and the tnt title so eight matches you probably that's probably the card right there oh and and jericho eddie right yeah yeah that's a pretty stacked card so
3: i'm 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 stoked sounds good to me sounds pretty good uh i will say if you are listening and you're somewhat in the toronto area it looks as if uh i might be doing a bit of a aew revolution watch party somewhere in the city at a a bar it looks like um so uh follow the socials at up next podcast and join our facebook group if you haven't already because uh, i will be sharing some some info on that in the near coming maybe the next week or so hopefully uh, uh it all comes together but sunday march 6th um we are going to be doing something so if you are in the area or ontario drive up don't, don't fly in for it, but you know, drive up, come hang out hmm. and, uh, but yeah, follow the socials and all that at up next podcast at the D for updates. Cause, uh, I want to have some fun. And if I'm allowed to hang out with some wrestling fans and watch wrestling and drink some beers, I'm super excited to do so. So yeah, uh, you guys out there, let me know if you're interested. Slide in the DMs and let me know if you would be
2: interested in something like that because it will be happening. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, that's going to be great. Uh, I know I've seen there's a watch party in London and I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to go to it or not because it, it is quite late and getting home is going to be a, a bit of a problem. Um, but I might be trying to go to one in London. But I meant to mention this yesterday and Flame and Cody Rhodes stole my thunder. This is true. But as announced on the British Wrestling Experience last week, I will be hosting a live up next at the uh, British wrestling podcasting isn't dead in leeds on april 3rd mania weekend um and yeah tickets are are available right now go and check out kind of uh martin bushby's twitter and and the lads at grapple because tickets are on sale at the moment and yeah i'll be hosting a a bit of an up next there i'm thinking maybe a uh, maybe kind of night one of up next mania we could have a bit of a kickoff match at the at the show in Leeds, so that's going to be a lot. Have of fun. an actual I know match. Fucked up are playing in. Yeah, have an actual match. I know. Fucked up are playing in Leeds that day as well. So you could always come to the to the live podcast, hang out with us, finally get to to speak and have a beer in person. Maybe then go and see uh, Damian Abraham's band, Fucked Up, and then go off to to walk about after at where Hooked on Wrestling are presenting night two of. Uh, of WrestleMania. So should be a fun weekend. And so start getting your plans together. Uh, I'm going to be making the trip all the way up to Leeds and getting a hotel and everything. And it'd be awesome to see as many of you as possible for that. There for you that go. Guys, you got to follow us on the socials and stuff to, to see if you are in
3: either of those areas or are interested in any of this, follow us and let us know that you'll be attending and, and stuff uh, and follow. Cause we'll be posting links to the, the tickets and all that stuff. and, yeah as soon as the world is sort of opening up more and more and more for us then hell yeah we want to
2: do these things because this is something we've wanted to do for ages we've like you and been i waiting. did that yeah. did that uh show for for SummerSlam in toronto and we've been wanting to do it since so it's awesome that you're getting to do this uh knock on wood the the revolution watch party and then once i'm back in in uh may hopefully for a lot of these events will be able to start kind of piggybacking off them and, and doing watch parties in, in bars in Toronto and things. So yeah, um, definitely, uh, if this is something that interests you, let us know and, and come hang out because uh, they're all going to be fun. Wh- whatever side of the pond you are, you'll get a hang out with one of us guys.
3: There you go. Yeah, I will be doing a WrestleMania one, I think, this Sunday, night two, I think, uh, as well. But yeah, follow us, guys, and, and stuff if you will be interested. And hey, uh, we would love to because as cool as these – uh, you know, virtual watch alongs and streams and stuff are, we would love, love, love to do these in person and just uh, have a ball, have a riot. So uh, follow the socials for updates, especially in the next week or so, because uh, there will be a lot, but we appreciate you guys listening to us talk about dynamite. Of course you can support us even more. Patreon.com slash up next. All the podcasts are out there. We We just did our Boba Fett, our no way out. All the shows are up there. And, of course, ProWrestlingTees.com slash upnext for all of our T-shirts and hoodies and all that jazz. Shout out everyone who joined us tonight in the Twitch room, as always. Every Tuesday night, we talk about NXT. We record it, put it up here on the podcast, and on the free feed, and then do the same thing on Wednesdays. We'll be back next week to talk all about some AEW. But all the podcasts, again, you know, follow us and all that jazz. I, myself, Braden Harrington, you can find me on Twitter and I am on Instagram. I am at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. I I have to say quick happy birthday shout out to A1 MJ from NJ and
2: our man Neil. Yeah, happy birthday to you two. Legends. Uh, Legends. Both legends in the up next universe. So, uh, thank you guys for everything. All the love. And, and happy birthday to you. X O X O. Take care. Goodbye. Be
3: safe. And Nashville chicken isn't overrated.
2: Ahoy!
0: America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real-money sports wager in Ohio. one one twenty three. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code Ohio.